welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome to this meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. My name is Dave, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. My co-leader here is Brant B. We are both from Franklin, Tennessee. Proud of it. Um, by the grace of God in this fellowship, I have been sober since August 1st, 1985. Um, the topic we are sharing on is uh, sponsorship tips. Uh, please turn any turn off any electronics, and please do not record any of this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, to carry the message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want, want to share, come up to the front and sit next to us to use the microphone. Um, the last meeting that I uh, did this preamble, we talked the whole meeting, but I guarantee you we will not do that in this meeting. Um, the leaders, that, are, that is. Um, let's see. Please keep the microphone on the table and don't touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Let's begin with a moment of silence for those still suffering who are able to attend this meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen. Again, our topic is sponsorship tips. We will share for five or six minutes about how this topic applies to our lives. Then we will open up the meeting for all of you to share. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll have, everybody will have plenty of time tonight. Um, so with that, um, you know, uh, I, I maintain, um, and I tell anybody that, that I meet uh, uh, any newcomer that comes to this program, if, if you can get, if I can get sober, you can too. Um, when, when I came into recovery, um, I told a little bit of my story this morning. Um, there were there were three other people at that first meeting. Um, the guy who led the meeting and who had I had contacted central office in May of 1985 and. Uh, uh, within a week or so, got a, got the pamphlet back and connected immediately. I knew this is where I needed to be. Um, but we were in the process of, uh, dividing property. Uh, my ex had moved out. Um, we were selling the house, uh, our yuppie dream house. And, uh, uh, I was pretty occupied. Uh, I had taken, five or six weeks off work because uh, um, I was convinced that if I didn't, I would be fired. I was uh, 
the breakup of my marriage was uh, a very impactful uh, event in my life. And and so I, I came to that meeting, and uh, there was a guy that named, there named Vince uh, who had five months of sobriety. He, uh, he called me. He called me, and, uh, you know, I contacted the central office in May, but he called me in late July and said, you know, we've got a meeting. Here's when it is. Would you like to come? And uh, I said yes, and he led that first meeting. He um, said he was five months sober, and uh, I, my jaw hit the floor. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, the best I could do at that point was maybe a week or two, which seemed like an eternity. And uh, um, I never saw Vince again. Um, Vince went back out. And uh, um, this was 1985, and uh, the bathhouse scene in uh, New York was, was big, and uh, that was his behavior. Um, and he ended up uh, contracting AIDS and, and dying and never coming back. And he was so ashamed that he left all the meeting materials out on his front porch, and we went and got it. And uh, that's how we kept the meetings going. And, and so we kind of co-sponsored each other. You know, five months later, I, I, I moved to Detroit, and, and uh, there was another S fellowship, but there was an SA, and after about a year, I, you know, I started the meetings there. And, and so every place I went, I was the guy with the most sobriety. And, uh, and, and you know, all I was doing was steps one, two, and three. And, uh, but that was keeping me sober. Phone calls, prayer, going to meetings. And, and doing steps one and two and three. And it wasn't until I moved to, uh, to Nashville in 1988. And it took me about a year to ask uh, Harvey to be my sponsor. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'm ready to do step four. And he said, well, why don't we start with step one? And, uh, and I did my, I was up to step nine. Uh, we started in October and I was up to step nine by, uh, by the end of January. And uh, uh, his sponsor, a guy named by the name of Jess, um, said, you can't work the steps too fast because you're going to be working them the rest of your life. And uh, so I took that to heart. And uh, so, um, so I was nearly, I was four years sober, you know, when I got my first sponsor. Um, I'm fortunate in that um, he's been my only sponsor. And, uh, um, you know, so what I've learned about sponsorship, I've learned from him. And, uh, and, and that is that I, you know, I'm, I try to be responsive. He, he can tell a different story, probably. Um, um, I, I, re, I resonate with uh, something that I read in Bill Caesar just the other day as I was thinking about this topic. And it, it, it talks about... Uh, um, you can lead a horse. You can, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink, but you can set down the pail. And if he if he chooses to get drunk, um, he's going to get drunk. You can't prevent that, but you don't take the water away. And uh, and that's kind of the way that um, I've done my sponsorship. That um, 
I will, I will try to do anything that anybody asks me to do to support them. But I can't get them sober. You know, they got to pick up the phone. They got to go to meetings. Um, they got to sit down and write. Um, that's practically how I, I do my steps. I've found Step Into Action to be a wonderful publication. Um, I, I read a page from it every day. Because I, you know, I I have to work my steps every day. I I do my, I I love the publication because it it was there that I I read after reading it multiple times. Find a time of the day that works for you to do your tenth step, and uh, for me that's at lunchtime. So, um, you know, I use the literature of the program. I use the 12 and 12. I use the big book. Um, I avail, try to avail myself to uh, my sponsees. And, um, and that's, am I about, am I about up? Yeah. And that's about it. I'll let Brant share. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. I'm Brant, and I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. And uh, Dave is my sponsor. It's my the third sponsor I've had in the program. Uh, my first meeting in SA was uh, December 1999, and uh, uh, had a sponsor in Nashville. Had another one in Franklin for a little while, and then I've had, been with Dave for I don't even know how long, ten years or more. And uh, one reason I chose Dave to be my sponsor. Um, this isn't the topic of, but I'm just going to say it quick because I want to honor you is that um, his, his recovery was very attractive to me, and I wanted what he had, and not just his recovery, but also his lifestyle. Um, I'm a lot more high-strung, and he's more chill about things in a lot of ways, and uh, just his parenting, his marriage, uh, none of them are perfect, but... Um, I also appreciate his honesty and um, his grace that he has given to me throughout my uh, tenure of working with him. So thank you, Dave. Thank you. Um, I'm going to uh, look at a AA brochure on sponsorship. They don't have it for sale here. at the pro, uh, There is a sponsorship brochure at the literature table, but it's more on a new person to the program learning about sponsorship. And this one is more kind of for both, for sponsors and new sponsees. So I'm going to read the part about, because I assume all of y'all are here because you're sponsoring other people and you want tools for sponsorship. Um, And uh, the first part of the brochure, it says, "In in AA, sponsor and sponsored meet as equals, just as Bill and Dr. Bob did. Essentially, the process... I forgot to turn the timer on, uh, is this. An alcoholic who has made some progress in the recovery program shares that experience on a continuous individual basis with another alcoholic who is attempting to attain or maintain sobriety through AA. And I think that's a great um, succinct way of, of, of talking about sponsorship. You know, in the early days, they didn't even have the word sponsor. Um, but that's what Bill and Dr. Bob uh, did with each other. And, um, and they were just trying to proceed in recovery. Um, another section says uh, sponsorship strengthens 
the other member's sobriety. The act of sharing sobriety makes it easier for a member to live without alcohol. By helping others, alcoholics find that they help themselves. Um, and I can definitely say that too. There's a guy here in this room uh, that I'm sponsoring, uh, one of several people. And uh, I get a lot out as a sponsor. I get a lot out of what I get from my sponsees. And it is definitely a two-way street. And, uh, you know, it comes back to me as well. Um, and then there's some bullet points about what a sponsor um, does and, do, and should not do. And I'm just going to, I've just pointed out a couple of them that, that pointed out, that uh, made sense to me and that I thought would be helpful. Um, a sponsor shows by present example and drinking history what AA has meant in the sponsor's life. So that's what I try to do with sponsees is tell my own story because that's the only one I have. And I share my experience, strength, and hope. And here in Living Sober, another AA material, so a short paragraph that says, a sponsor is simply a sober alcoholic who can help solve only one problem, how to stay sober. And the sponsor has only one tool to use, personal experience, not scientific wisdom. And I really like that uh, quote and um, because uh, Dave has modeled this to me um, and uh, that he shares his struggles with me too. And I, it, when I first started sponsoring him because he's been sober for so long, he didn't say his sobriety date, but it's, what is it, 32 years now? Or uh, And um, I, I used to, you know, have him on this pedestal. And he, you know, quickly let me know I'm human too, and I have failings, and I have, you know, tells me about, you know, struggles that he has. And that humanizes him for me. Instead of keeping him as some kind of God up on a pedestal, um, that he's still a fellow membership, a fellow member of the program. And um, so uh, no sponsor is perfect. And, um, and we, you know, we get because we give uh, as sponsors. Um, also just wanted to talk about the literature and Dave, you know, probably said the same ones that I'm talking about here in the book. Um, see, see that the newcomer is aware of the literature um, and again, this is an AA uh, pamphlet. So the big book, obviously, the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, The Grapevine, As Bill Sees It, and Living Sober. And um, I don't use the grapevine a lot, but all these other pieces of literature I have been taught to read and, you know, get deep in. And um, I, I read the big book uh, a couple, couple pages per day. Um, I go back to the you know, 12 and 12. Um, sometimes when I lead meetings, I lead as Bill sees it. And then, of course, with our publications, the white book, Step Into Action, and the new essay daily meditation book, which is called Living Sober. Is that it? Real Connection. Real Connection. Yeah. And it's out for sale at the table, and it's excellent. Uh, we've been using it in a lot of our meetings. Um, and uh, some of the other bullet point points were... Um, urge the newcomer, your new sponsee, to join into group activities. And I would say um, entry-level service work things that they can do too, like if you serve coffee at a meeting or folding, you know, putting out the 
putting up the folding chairs or um, whatever um, uh, that they can do to, to get them to be a part, you know, inviting them to come to socials or come help. You know, I've had sponsees. We, we have a, a vineyard in, in uh, Williamson County where our groups are, and um, we, we divide up stuff for people to do. You get the barbecue. You get the iced tea and lemonade. You get the dessert. You bring the paper goods um, and give, give them opportunities for service. Um, here's a great one. It says, quickly admits I don't know when that's the case and helps the newcomer or sponsee find a good source of information. Um, I certainly don't know it all, and um, and uh, and I want to be honest. You know, I, I'm I'm not. I don't want anyone putting me on a pedestal either, or think that I have the answer to everything. Um, here's another good one that I liked. Uh, never tries to impose personal views on the newcomer. A good sponsor who is an atheist does not try to persuade a religious newcomer to abandon his faith or her faith, nor does a religious sponsor argue theological matters with an agnostic newcomer. Um, uh, another one is don't pretend to know all the answers and, and do not keep up of a pretense of being right all the time. Uh, um, that's definitely not Dave and our relationship, and uh, I hope it's not true of, of mine. Uh, an AA sponsor does not offer professional services such as those provided by counselors, the legal, medical, or social work communities, but sometimes help the newcomer to access professional help if assistance outside the scope of AA is needed. And I feel like that's really important. Um, most, uh, I would say a lot of people, at least that I know in my experience in the years I've been in the program, um, that many of the addicts have suffered trauma and abuse, and in a lot of times, horrific abuse. And that's, I'm not equipped to deal with that. And that's what the professionals are for, the therapists and counselors. Okay. So now we will open up the floor. Um, if uh, anyone wants to come and... Okay. That's right. Thank you, Dave. You now have the opportunity to share with the group. Please focus on the topic of the meeting, which is sponsorship tools. Like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic, avoiding explicit description or distracting comments, focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally you would have to be reported to the authorities. Please line up uh, in these chairs uh, right to left, so we don't have to wait for each person to come up. Please speak loud enough for all to hear, and you will have uh, three minutes to share. Or ask questions, or whatever you, how you want to use this remaining time. I'm Gregory, and I'm a sexaholic from Dallas. Um, so I have a bunch of questions, partly because we're about to have a, a sponsorship workshop, and some of the questions are, I'm just going to, uh, in, in no order, um, when do you recommend someone starts sponsoring? Is it time? Is it steps? Is it both? Is it 
whatever. Um, what do you do about um, constant slip, constant slip, slippers, whatever, how do you want to say that? Um, Is that your two questions? Yeah, we'll leave it at two, yeah. Go ahead, Brendan. I'm going to go ahead. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm still David. I'm still a recovering sexaholic. And, and um, you know, what I was taught um, when I came in was that, uh, you know, the person, um, and I, I guess it's, it's the question is being asked from the perspective of a sponsee. Uh, when is a sponsee given the permission to, to, to be a sponsor? Um, yeah, for, for me, it's, um, I was I was told to select somebody that was ahead of me in the steps, and uh, um, and and so f- you know, one of, if one of my sponsors at, or sponsees asked me about uh, when they were able to sponsor be be a sponsor, I would say at least after step five, um, and I you know honestly you know we don't. We, we, we do the promises in every meeting, and yet, you know, the promises uh, ha- occur in step nine. So um, uh, I, I would encourage in, in, in a period, you know, a significant period of sobriety, um, you know, um, I, I, you know, a time limit, um, it's, it's, it, that, that for me is a, uh, t- to put a limit on it is, is, is difficult, but uh, certainly months of sobriety, um, you know, if your meetings are like ours, and you know, we have lots of attendance at a lot of meetings, and, and rarely do people get to step five. And so, to me, that's um, and that's the reality of it. I I don't like it that, that it's that that way, but that's that's certainly the reality of it. What was the second question um, about chronic slipping? Yeah, um, you know, um, I I tell them to call my sponsor, um, who's. Um, has multiple theories and and uh, has has certainly handled those. I honestly, you know, the people that I've sponsored over the years, um, uh, I've been very fortunate. I I haven't sponsored chronic slippers, so I don't have a lot of experience. Um, I know, you know, we continue to encourage them to c- keep coming back, and uh, um, uh, it, it's probably that. For me, is 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 one of the hardest things that I deal with is is uh, uh, someone who, I, you know, I ask myself all the time, what can I what can I share with this person that's 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 struggling, and 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 all I can offer is is my honesty and and, and what's worked for me. So, go ahead. I don't have a whole lot to add about. Um, I would have said the same thing about um, when is it. When is a sponsee ready to to uh, sponsor someone else? I don't have much to add to that. Um, to this other question about the chronic slipping, what I have had experience of that with sponsees, and what I have um, uh, asked them to do is just to do an inventory. It's like if if you're seeing the same behavior over and over again. Um, do, do a dissection of what is happening, you know, with your day, with your time, with your, what is, you know, what happened right before you, um, had that slip, 
You know, what, what were you doing a week before that? What were you doing, you know, trying to find out what kind of patterns and choices are made before the acting out has taken place? Um, that's been um, the thing that I would uh, typically say and um, talk about. Robert Recovered Sexaholic. Um, how many sponsors do you guys have? I'm just curious. Um, I'm sorry, how many sponsees? Thank you. I'm tired. <laughs> how many sponsees do you have? Um, and I would come... My second question is also to do with the chronic slipper. Um, at my home meeting, there's a, it's like a third of the people stay sober. Um, there's a third in the middle and there's a third that are constantly slipping. And so eventually that comes around to me. That person comes around to me and I was taught kind of like three strikes and you're out. But but I thought I heard something a, a more gracious. Uh, what did you say, David? I don't take it away from the people. So uh, so, and, and then maybe a third. Um, there's one brother who. Um, has decades of sobriety in another fellowship and 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 walks into the meeting with like a lot of chops 12 step chops and and my, my in, in a sense my heart breaks for those people so I'll finally be quiet thank you what was the first question how many sponsors yeah, I, I have uh, several sinos, um, sponsees and name only, um, <laughs> and that I've been, they've been sinos for years. Um, uh, but I probably have about four right now that, that, that actively are working the program and that I t- work with and talk with on a regular basis. It fluctuates. You know, I've had more than that. Right now, that's what it is, and it is what it is. And uh, it's 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 this time in my where I'm at in, in terms of sponsorship that you know I begin raising my hand again and saying I'm available. Uh, but I've been raising two children. Um, you know I'm 66 years old. I, I have two teenagers, so um, I've been busy the last few years uh, raising my family. And uh, so that's 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 what I feel comfortable in, in terms of the time that I have, uh, you know, with, with my family obligations. So that's pretty much how it's worked for me. You want to, um, right now I'm working with three people actively that are work, working the steps and, and, and working a program. I had been having four, but, um, one person is not in the program anymore. Um, and, uh, and that's, I've never had more than four, and I also um, make myself available um, for temporary sponsees, just letting them know, because sometimes there's not enough people in the room that 
get, can be sponsors. And so I can be a temporary sponsor until that person, um, you know, finds another sponsor or, and, and what happens a lot with the newcomers, you know, I mean, I, I don't think this is unique to the Franklin group. You know, it's a revolving door. People come in, they stay in for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, then they, then they go back out, you know, and then, and, but that door is always open. So then they might come back, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a temporary sponsee thing and did that not long ago. And then the person just quit calling me and quit calling me and, um, didn't come to our meetings. He was going to another location and I don't know what's, uh, happening with him, but, uh, so I just hold that loosely. And then your other questions. Do you have like a I, I, I've honestly never heard that. So, okay. uh, yeah, um, you know, we, I, 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 I've always um, had the opinion that anybody who um, has a desire to stop lusting is, is can attend any meeting. And uh, in terms of in, in terms of sponsorship, is that what yes. you're talking about? When when do I fire people? Yes. Um, you know, I've I've never fired anybody. Never ever, um, they've always fired themselves, right? And um, so you know, I've always been willing to work with people. You know, I've told them, you know, I've I've told people, you know, I think maybe I've done everything that I can for you, and uh, and you know, maybe maybe our relationship isn't isn't the one that's working for you, um, but I've I've pretty much left it up to them to make that decision, so. Thank you. I've never fired anyone either. I have had one very difficult conversation with someone just saying, you know, as a sponsor, the most important thing is working the steps. And I got this from Dave um, coaching me. And if you're not going to work the steps, then I need to be serving my time, you know, being of service to people who want to work the steps. And um, and that lit a fire under him, and he is now more active in working the steps. So he's still we're still working together. Um, and a question. Yeah, Jason Sexhog. Um, yeah, I'll start by saying one of the resources I found when I went to Denver International is Bill's step work workshops. Um, and actually, I'm not even sure. Not even sure I've listened to all of them because it's like an incredible amount of material. Um, so you, it seems like you've listened for ten hours and you're still on like step three. <laughs> but it's good stuff. Um, so I'd recommend that. Second, uh, I just I have this reoccurring question, and you know I was taught um, that I I can only sponsor the way that I've been sponsored. And in many ways, that's been true for me. I tend to be a really hands off sponsor. Because my my sponsor was, and it taught me early to get over the resentment I had towards that and that I wasn't to be catered to and that I had to work my own program. He functioned as a guide, but it was my program primarily. Um, and so at the same time, there's parts of sponsorship. For instance, you know, part of my, um, my sponsorship was going through a non-essay-approved book to work the steps, you know, so, and now we have a great uh, step into action book. And so part of that is, you know, where's that balance between sponsor, like the way you've been sponsored 
but then maybe introduce some of your own personality into your sponsorship, potentially lead people through a book that you weren't led through, those type of things. That's one of my questions. Thanks. Can you be more succinct about what the exact question is about using other outside literature? Is that what it is? No, uh, mostly can I only can I introduce kind of my own um, sponsorship techniques that I wasn't guided guided through with my sponsor? So, for instance, maybe I was guided through a specific non-essay approved book. Is it proper for me to maybe strike a balance between saying, well, but I'm going to sponsor people through essays approved book? Does that make sense? Where's the line between I can only sponsor the way that I've been sponsored, and how can I also guide people through a way that I think is proper? Does that make sense? Yeah. When when I worked through the steps, um, you know, we didn't have step into action, and you know, my sponsor used the AA Big Book. And, and that's the way we did it. And, and I have to admit that um, yeah, I'm an engineer, and so I like really full and direct. Um, I liked what I, what I love about Step Into Action is, is the, the, the members share and how they, they work the steps because that's how I've learned to do it. So, yeah, I've deviated from the way this, my sponsor did it with me because I, I really like the Step Into Action book. I think it's much clearer to me it, it's been more helpful to me um and I, I and i love the way it's worded this is a, a suggested way to work this step and 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 the and the members response to each one of those steps ha, has been life-changing to me you know it's it's really it's like going to a meeting it's like to me it's like going to a step study meeting where i'm hearing other people's perspectives and, and what each thing means so that's that's really, you know, the way that I've, I've, I've done it, and uh, and you know, and I've sponsored people at, at at different levels of 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 their recovery. You know, some some of them have come to me with you know multiple years of sobriety that you know have have worked through all twelve steps with another person, and so you know we 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 do a maintenance activity on an annual basis kind of thing, and and uh, um, you know. I use my. That's what I do with my sponsor. I do. I take my daily ten steps, and, and once a year we, we go through that and, and review that and, and and develop an action plan based on things that you know trends that we've seen. And I talk about my lust every day. I talk about the things that I did right today, the things that I struggled with, and and those are the kind of things that I try to share with my sponsor. And and you know doing that daily ten step for me. You know, I, that's the way I keep keep honest with everybody because it reminds me of the stuff that I need to share with other people. So that's that's kind of how, how I've how I've learned to do it. So anything that and I do that daily ten step because that's what Dave has taught me to do. Um, as far as outside literature, um, I pretty much stick to AA and SA uh, material, and I really like the step into into action. Um, there was one guy I worked with that I did um, uh, some parts um, of another uh, outside knock uh, SA or AA, but still 12-step oriented, but just not stamped conference approved. And um, for some, you know, one section, but we didn't go through the whole thing like that. 
Um, so I, you know, I stick to what I've been taught, what I've learned in these rooms and conferences and sponsors that I've had. And, um, and I think that, you know, this stuff is really good. So I'm sticking with it. Thanks. Scott, sexaholic, Peoria, Illinois. Um, I, w I heard some questions about the chronic slipper and how to deal with them. And as a former chronic slipper, I figured I'd give some experience <laughs> with that. Um, uh, I had, I, I guess I'd say my sponsors had fired me and I've had a number of sponsors. It was generally when my sickness, um, began to affect their recovery. They said, okay, I think it's time you need to find, you know, another sponsor. Um, what helped me the most and um, in recovery, I, I struggled. Actually, the Step Into Action didn't exist well, in its current form in the single book, but in, even in the four four parts that it was in before for several years. Um, I'm an engineer. I have a PhD. I'm a smart guy. I intellectualize. I need to be perfect. I made these steps way too complicated and never did the work. Um, it turns out I needed to be, I needed to have the kindergarten version, not the bachelor's degree level version, which I kind of view the step into action as the bachelor's degree. And I wasn't ready for that. I needed the one plus one equals two version. Um, and so what really helped me is I went, um, it was a, it was a AA based program back to basics. Okay. Um, and I learned to practice that every single day. And it was like, I'm doing the steps every day and quickly. And it was just, uh, getting that wheel spun up, getting some legs underneath me, um, was what finally got me through that chronic slipping phase. Um, and so, you know, I graduated from the back to basics to the, the big book, Joe and Charlie <laughs> version of the steps. And then, it, you know, and step into action is like, a, you know, my opinion is like the college level. So, um, that's kind of how I sponsor, uh, people now, right from the beginning is just, we're going to crawl and then we're going to walk and then we're going to run. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes, but that's, it's been helping, um, my sponsees and that's my experience and what really worked for me. So that's all I want to share. Thanks. Well, when you shared that, um, I, I, I was remembered. I remembered that I did fire a sponsee once and I, I don't even like to say fire. Um, that just sounds really harsh. And, um, but he was, very sick in his disease and he was married and in the process of going through a divorce and they were just, they were even, their divorce took a really long time because they were just had a really sick uh, relationship. And he also was just doing some really high risk things, not just sexually. Um, I'm he, he had an airplane and he would go, he'd ask me to come flying. And I was like, I would never get in an airplane with you. <laughs> I mean, um, 
I don't like little airplanes anyway, but I mean, his life was just really out of control at that point, and I was doing my best. And I was, he wasn't my first sponsee by any, uh, but I was early in sponsoring people. But I was, in, and I don't even remember, I think maybe, anyway, uh, I was working with Dave or working with someone else then, but, um, but, I was I was getting sick. I was getting it was giving me the crazies trying to help him. And part of that's, you know, I'm a recovering codependent and and wanting to help too much or wanting to manage and that's, you know, not healthy. And um so I just had a conversation with him and I just said, you know, I think you're going to be and he was getting ready to move to Nashville after his divorce happened and um and I said, I think you need to find a sponsor in Nashville. We've, we've, you know, uh, worked together. I think, you know, get a fresh start in Nashville. And, you know, the great thing was they got divorced. He moved to Nashville. He got really plugged in the Nashville Fellowship, got a sponsor, and he was sober for a, 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 a I mean, he's, his life cha- changed dramatically. And, um, and so, uh, that's a good story and a good ending. And, um, but I, I had to get out of it for me, you know, and, but that's, so thanks for reminding me of that. Did you? Hi, good evening. My name is Isaac. Very grateful recovering sex addict. Yeah, I'm in this program seven years. I'll just share a little bit about my sponsor experience and then maybe a question or two. Um, I picked up a sponsor right away. I was lucky enough to to get someone that I related to almost right away. I'm, he's still my sponsor, and his sponsor has about twenty seven years in this program. Pretty well known guy in New York. So um, for me, it's just been a smooth sponsee sponsor relationship, and I've kind of you know wanted that to 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 go forward in my sponsor sponsee relationship. So I, I've only had in my seven years maybe three or four serious sponsees. Yeah, I've had some that, like you said, come and go and you do one step with them, you don't hear from them again or something like that. You know, the first one was probably my, my most successful. I could think we did the step work together and then he wanted to continue doing the steps and I don't have that experience. I did my step work and I really don't, you know, except for step 10, obviously, you don't go to back to step one unless you act it out again, I guess. So I, I never understood redoing this. And he wanted to do that. He needed to do that. And I think we both realized that I probably couldn't continue with him. And he, you know, he probably, he, he finally told me and he's, he's doing well and stuff like that. But we had a great relationship. You know, he got remarried and I helped him along. A current sponsor that I have right now is, is, is kind of a weird relationship. I, I feel like I'm like a marriage therapist. He constantly calls me for marriage. And it's ironic because I'm divorced. So, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, I just, it just feel, and I, you know, I finally got to a head where he wasn't, he was on step three for about a year and a half, step three or step four, actually, I think it was. And I finally said, Hey, if, if I'm going to be a sponsor in a 12 step program, it, who's us to do the steps. I can't be your marriage therapist, you know. Just the other day, he called me, and he, him and his wife got physical with each other, and I I basically let him have it. I said, I, I will not tolerate, you know, you putting your hands on your wife. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if she put, you know, she pushes you or whatever. You run out of the room. And after I hung up, I said, what, what am I exactly here to this guy, you know? And, you know, he works hard. He's sober. He's sober for close to three years now. But, you know, you wonder sometimes 
where that relationship has to stop. And maybe that's, that's my question. You know, do you guys have experience with, you know, how far does it go, a sponsor sponsor relationship? And then the second question I think I have is, uh, firstly, one, one of my, one of my requirements is someone asked me to be a sponsor. I'm pretty picky and I ask that they do have 30 days of sobriety before I'll even start with them. They can call me at any point, but I'm not going to be their official sponsor until 30 days of sobriety. And even then I'll make sure that they're serious, you know, so it's one thing I just want to put in there, but I also want to ask, you know, um, I probably forgot what the, what the question was. Um, I guess it wasn't important then, but maybe to that first question, you know, do you have that experience where you feel like you're not much of a sponsor since you're a therapist, you know? So, thank you. Um, well, in that last, the guy that I ended up, you know, when he was moving to Nashville, that I felt like, you know, their marriage was so toxic and crazy and, you know, I was getting a lot of that and I'm not qualified. And, and when I have had people who have had really hard relationships, that's when I would, ref, you know, like the, 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 the literature in the SA in the AA uh, pamphlet, refer them to the professionals. I'm not a marriage therapist. You know, I can't fix, you know, marriages. I can share my experience, strength and hope with my marriage. Um, but, uh, and we've been through the ringer and back and, uh, if it weren't for recovery, we would be in divorced very long ago. Um, but, um, so, um, yeah, the, the, I, I can, you know, and, and there's a lot of the principles of the program that, that do apply to, to, to the marriage, but it's not, you know, uh, they have to do that themselves. I, I you know, it can say, you know, be of service to your wife, be, you know, take principles that are in the program, but I'm not there to be a marriage therapist. Um, the other thing you said, uh, um, that I wanted to pick up on was, um, you know, that step 10 was the only one that you can go back to and keep doing work on. I, in my own personal journey, I do steps one, two, and three all the time. You know, and uh, and then if I'm having problems with resentments, I got to go to step four. And if I need to write out an inventory or if I just do a mental inventory or um, so I'm, you know, I'm not working them all, you know, straight through methodically every time. Um, but, uh, you know, and then 12 step, you know, carrying the message. Um, uh, so anyway, I wanted to point that out as well. Just, just one comment. Um, you know, um, all I can offer is uh, to help somebody with their step work, um, and I require that they, you know, attend the fellowship and to, to do service work um, because you know it's it, it's the three legged stool. You know, the program is working the steps with a sponsor in in a in a fellowship of sobriety, and so. Um, that's the best I can offer. And, and when, when you get stuck, you know, that's, that's when I have to demonstrate boundaries by saying, yeah, yeah, this, this is out of my league. And, and this, maybe it's time for you to, to seek some counseling or whatever. And, uh, and, and it demonstrates, you know, how we take care of ourselves by, you know, you know, placing the boundary and saying, you know, I'm, here's what I have to work with. Um, and if, if we're not, getting the answers 
then you know, maybe the you know a professional is 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 where you need to go. So. Okay, this is going to be our last one. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Mike. Uh, I'm a sexaholic. And, uh, I'm from Chicago. Um, yeah, I've, I've been, I, I am a sponsor and I am a sponsee. I've had, uh, I'm on my fourth sponsor. Uh, and um, when, I, when I started uh, the program, I was uh, in a, what a lot of people would consider a really strong meeting. Uh, I, I go to a number of meetings, but um, the Holy Innocence meeting in Chicago is is pretty well known. And what what I uh, what I heard a lot about, or I heard a lot of, is that a sponsee needs to take direction from a sponsor and follow direction. And w- when I uh, and I had a sponsor uh, who told me this is uh, when my wife and I were planning a, on a, going to uh, on a vacation to Hawaii. He told me very clearly that I was not ready to take this trip to Hawaii, and uh, and this was. In my probably f- first year and a half of sobriety, and my wife uh, and I had descri- you know described my wife uh, my wife's behavior to him, and he and and I I went on the trip, and because I didn't want to lose the money <laughs> and the airfare, <laughs> and and there were parts of the trip that were. Uh, that were really wonderful, and there were parts of the trip that were hell. And in some way, I, you know, totally agreed with my sponsor. But that really ca- caused the rift between us. And um, and then he, you know, started there. And I have uh, uh, one of my, I guess, uh, character defects is that I'm. A, a people pleaser and a codependent among you know many character defects and um and i was and i really have been trying to mend my marriage as well as become sober and i consider those two separate things but in i guess my question is how uh at, at what point do you consider, uh, would you consider uh, giving clear direction? I mean, is that something that's, that a sponsor would expect to do uh, if they see that a person, one of their sponsees, really needs to be steered, you know, away from certain situations, especially when it comes to uh, things like marriage, and uh, so I—I I don't know if that's a very clear question, but that's that's really it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, well, um, I know I know one thing I was thinking about when I hearing you your share and your question um, is I've what I've learned and what 
Dave does is he makes suggestions. He doesn't tell me what to do. Now, there might be times when I ask, come to him with a problem or a situation or a, what do you think, you know, and then he'll tell me. But I know that everyone sponsors different. There's not one way to sponsor. And some people that are more authoritarian or maybe if they were in the military or, you know, with their background, um, they're, or they're just got a big personality, um, they might be more, well, you need to do this and you need to, you know. And for me, I think the gentle path is, is the better path and to, to offer suggestions because a, a person that's, in their disease, especially if they're new in the program, and um, they're not going to, they're, they're going to do whatever they want to do, you know. You can say, you know, would, you know, stay off these websites or, you know, try to, you know, book in this or do this or call me if you're starting to get, you know, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And, um, and so I can make suggestions, um, but I, in my way of sponsoring i'm not like you know giving orders um uh you know unless it was in some kind of drastic i, I mean i i haven't had any experience in in that but uh you know i can and i can express you know feelings i have some fear about you wanting to do this or i'm concerned that you know this would be a really bad outcome but you know um, anyway, we need to wrap up. Yeah, real quickly. Um, you know, for for me, and uh, what what's worked for me is uh, is when people have shared, you know, what's worked for them. And uh, you know, I, at an earlier meeting, we talked, you know, talked about a check meeting. You know, we we've had somebody in our fellowship that uh, uh, continually violates the boundaries of one of the facilities that we um, use for meetings and uh, you know, we've had to have some 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 really difficult conversations with that person where we've you know we've had to sit down with two of us and and say here's what you're doing and and here's how that violates uh, um, so, it, so it's similar um, and and so you know the check meeting has has been effective somewhat <laughs> it always but uh, for me, uh, and one of the things I've offered to my sponsees is to talk to my sponsor, um, and and I've and I've steered them in that direction. You know, multiple sponsor sponsees in multiple situations. Hey, you know, my sponsor has I know has specific um, experience in that particular area, and I'd like for you to talk to him, and I'd like for you to share with me, or the two of us will talk to my sponsor together. So that's that's work too. So I think we need to wrap up. Anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand and say the third step prayer.
I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. 
please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.